L. Duncan, Kevin Blackstone, Israel Gutierrez, Sarah Spade. Whenever a big trade or big deal gets reported, sometimes you fast forward through the fine print, the pending, yada, yada, yada. Maybe don't do that. Carlos Correa to the Mets, maybe. Stealing him from the Giants, possibly. Enough to put a smile on all Mets fans, yada, yada, yada. Let's go. <laughs> Carlos Correa to the New York Mets one day after Carlos Correa to the San Francisco Giants broke down. San Francisco had a welcome press conference scheduled and then postponed. And then hours later, the New York Mets sweeping in. It was one year less. So 12 years, $315 million, opposed to $13,350. And it's a stunner of a holiday gift from Mets owner Steve Cohen to Mets fans. Cohen, quote, this was important. This puts us over the top. This is a good team. I hope it's a good team. End quote. <laughs> the team payroll now, 384 million luxury tax, puts that up to 111 million on that. So the total payroll for this team is 495 million for this upcoming season. The previous max in the history of the sport for any team was 350 million. So this team right now, 30% more than any other team in the history of the sports, Sarah. What just happened? Yeah, I mean, to that point, I saw today that the Mets spent more in one night than the Pirates have in total since 2010. <laughs> and that insane <laughs> difference in the spending in this sport is, is often recorded in records. And so you want an owner who's going to do this. You want an owner who's going to spend like this. It hasn't always worked out for the Mets, but you got to at least try by putting money towards it. I'm very interested in what that difference of opinion on a medical test was between Correa and the Giants. That was a direct quote from Boris. That doesn't just sound like someone who paused, waited for a test, and then Cohen stepped in and started renegotiating. It sounds like there was a disagreement between Correa and the Giants. I want to know what that is, because this is a big investment in a player if there is a question medically. And to the quote that you said from Steve Cohen, I kind of want to actually hear it instead of reading it, because my guess is he said something more like, this is a good team. I hope this is a good team, you know, for the amount that I'm spending. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that's even his accent. But I, I do think that if you're a Mets fan, this is what you want, even if it doesn't work out, you want them to give it, I would say the college try, but it's more of a, I don't know, however much a PhD costs plus. Israel Gutierrez on how this all played out. Well, the part that was most interesting to me is, is exactly why Sarah mentioned there is why the Giants backed out, which is they can tell you it was a medical reason, but they can't tell you the specifics of that. And that's sort of wildly intriguing to me right now. It kind of reminds me of, you know, when you buy a house, you can back out of a contract during the inspection period. It doesn't matter what really re real reason you have. And that's what this feels like right now, because if you go through Correa and everything that he's done, you know, the lower leg injury when he was 19, hasn't had one since, doesn't seem to be a problem. There are, you know, discussions about his back, but he went to see a back a spine specialist and said he's been clear. As Correa will tell you, you can't win the platinum glove. You can't do what he's done with a bad back. So it feels like he seems fine and that San Francisco maybe got some cold feet, maybe just the, long, the length of the contract was an issue. But, you know, with the Mets swooping in there, I think it's great. I think it's great for baseball. And I think with them spending this much money, it's not just the big market uh, attraction thing. This is also one of those few teams that it's kind of fun to watch them fail sometimes. And so if they go big and sort of swing and miss, <laughs> then, you know, I think some people will enjoy that. Let me give Israel a point here for even better question. Is this good for baseball the way this played out, Kevin Blackstone, the whiplash-inducing team destiny changing, or is it bad for baseball? 
Well, it's, it's good for baseball in the sense that here we are talking about it, and it is the Mets, and Steve Cohen is doing exactly what he said he was going to do as one of the wealthiest men around when he purchased his team. It's bad for baseball when you realize that the luxury tax that he's going to pay, the Steve Cohen tax, is more than about... Ten teams are paying in payroll in the league, including the Washington Nationals, and we'll get to that at some other point um, next year. Mm -hmm. But the thing is with Steve Cohen is this is what he does. This is how he made his bones in the high-risk, high-reward business of hedge funds. That's what, And he does it better than anybody. So is there risk, high risk with Correa? Probably. What is the reward? It could be getting to the top of the mountain, and that's what we're about to find out. So if I'm a Mets fan, I'm ecstatic. If I'm a fan of another team, I only wish that I had a guy like mm -hmm, Steve Cohen mm -hmm. who would just Duncan write the bring you in. I'm sorry. I'm just dying laughing thinking about may he rest in peace George Steinbrenner somewhere going, oh, so now it's brave and courageous to throw money at the problem? <laughs> I remember when he was ruining baseball by throwing money at the problem and trying to buy a championship. Now we think it's great, and that's what we mm, want. Okay. I mean, $800 million committed to nine players in one offseason. And I'm sorry, Ooh. maybe it's the petty in me. I think some of that comes from Steve Cohen feeling like Jacob deGrom was like, I'd rather go to Texas and be irrelevant than stay here. And so now he's throwing the money at the problem. The truth is that, yes, an infield that features McNeil and Alonzo and Correa and Lindor, that is very sexy to Mets fans. But the reality is that the Mets always do this. I mean, they had the second highest payroll last year, and it ended up that they lost in the wild card. So until they can prove that they can get that monkey off their back and not of course, the season, of course. Like, but they can't this, do that right now. All they could do now is make the moves, right? And one of the moves will be Correa going to third base. Lindor will stay at shortstop. Probably. Likely. Yada, yada, yada. There is some <laughs> – maybe we yada, yada over the best part. Who knows? Wow, though. I mean, you don't see this. Just the whiplash inducing is exciting. And as you said, Kevin Blackerson, I think every other fan of a team, I want that guy. Give me that guy spending money for my team. We'll move on. Let's talk NBA. 13, 13, 13, plus 13 for Nikola Jokic last night. Nuggets beating the Grizzlies in a great game. Number one in the West has changed hands like four times in the last week. It's currently Denver. And it's currently the MVP, the dude, uh, Jokic, the dude I'm defending MVP. So 13-13-13 triple-double after a 40-27-10 triple-double. He's just daring MVP voters to not consider him again. Israel, what is Jokic doing specifically, and what is the West now with all these changing of hands? Well, he's doing between-the-legs passes, which is amazing if you saw in that <laughs> clip there. Um, yeah, it's like you said, after those two MVPs, there was some, some sort of blowback a little bit, sort of voters fatigue already, saying, hey, there's no way he can win a third. He'll have to average a triple-double. He's almost averaging a triple-double. With those 13, he's up to 9.1, I believe now, uh, in, 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 in assists. And he's also got 62% career-high in field goal percentage. He's actually gotten better. His team seems more whole. And like you mentioned, at the top of the Western Conference, just changing seemingly every day, this team could end up as the number one team in the West. And then what are you going to do? Are you not going to give him a third consecutive MVP? There's only been three other players to do it. Larry Bird, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell. And I think if he doesn't get it, if he continues at this, and if he does managed to average a triple-double and still doesn't get it, I think that would just be out of, you know, like I said, voters fatigue and it would be unfair. Kevin Blackstone on what you saw from Jokic last night and Denver to start this year. 
Well, I see in Jokic um, every night the guy that he's been for the last three seasons, um, including the one in which he did not win the MVP, but he started to make noise as an MVP. Um, The guy's a fabulous basketball player, but I think the most important thing about him, and we can't say this about everybody who makes the highlight reels in the NBA night in and night out, he makes his team better. They are number one in the West right now, and that is is not because um, uh, because of anyone else failing as much as it is he has a consistency and a consistency with his team. And remember, he did some of this the the past couple of years with major injuries to his team. So he was carrying that team on his back. He's able to do that. So I applaud this guy for for making what appears to be everybody else around him better. Listen, they're not going to give him, I don't think, the MVP for a third time because, to your point, Izzy, they haven't done it since 83-84 when it was Larry Bird, which is ironic because the numbers he's putting up are numbers that only Larry Bird and Magic Johnson did. They're the only ones to have that 13-13-13 triple-double stat line. And if you look at his last two games, the only person that compares is Wilt Chamberlain. I don't think the league likes giving someone an MVP every year, but we're getting to that point with Jokic. He now has the best plus-minus rating in the NBA, which is the exact metric that you look at when you talk about how integral someone is to their team. I mean, they literally win because of this man. So if he is not at the top of your list for MVP, I'm not sure who is. But at the same time, guys, I think we're getting to the point like you are with LeBron, where the NBA will say, okay, every year he could potentially be MVP, and now we need someone else, to your point, voter fatigue. But he is 100% should be in the conversation. And Sarah Spain? Oh, 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 I heard something yeah. there. Oh, 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 the Uh-oh. very last. Oh, we're having the conversation. Welcome to the conversation. Let's have it. Let's have it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's incredible. His passes created 16 open looks for his teammates last night. We're seeing him put up these incredible triple doubles where he's making a difference in every single aspect of the game. Izzy and some others focused on the MVP. I want to focus more on the team. Right now, they're at the top of the standings, and this is a team that is in the mix every year and can't finish it off. He needs the mm. help. In a series, mm. they need to figure out how to beat better teams and good teams with a full roster of players that all show up and do their role. And unfortunately, what we've seen too much in recent years has been Jokic demonstrating everything that you need to see from a player during the regular season and come postseason time. The team just isn't good enough. That's the next step for the Nuggets, not a third MVP. There are years when it's almost like you know what the standings will be by by New Year's, right, when you get to the playoffs. Not not the top of the West this year. I mean, the way Memphis mm-hmm. and Denver and New Orleans and Phoenix, and, and there's even more and more that have been rotating. One more story here, and it's now we remember the great Franco Harris. Steelers, great, and author of one of the most iconic plays in the history of sports, the Immaculate Reception, sadly and suddenly passing overnight. And Friday to be the 50 years to the day, the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception and the tribute and honors that were ongoing with this team and with Harris. So very sad to lose him this week. The question still is, how did he make that play? And wow, did the NFL mm-hmm. films have a perfect angle of it. Hulking, her suit, and the model for workload running back, nine times a pro bowler and a Hall of Famer, and a legend who embodied the city he played in. Kevin, how will you remember Franco Harris? Well, he changed uh, the, the uh, trajectory of the Pittsburgh Steelers. When I was growing up here in D.C., the one team I like to see come play against Washington was the Steelers because they were horrible, and that was the one team a horrible Washington team could beat. But that changed on that 
very play. That made the Steelers the dominant team that they were, the Super Bowl dynasty that they became in the 1970s. They hadn't been in the playoffs. All of a sudden, they were a fixture in the Super Bowl because of what he did. And by the time he was out of the league that last year with Seattle, um, he was right behind Walter Payton and Jim Brown as the greatest uh, yard-gaining running backs in the history of the NFL from that rookie year till then. This guy was outstanding. I, I'll just say this. I met him once in an airport, and he was as nice and as gracious as anybody has ever told you he was. Al Duncan? Listen, let the numbers speak for itself. In 19 postseason trips with Franco Harris in the backfield, the Steelers were 14-5. and five. They had, He had over 1,500 yards, and they scored 17 times. Like, he was the consummate. Every horse worked out, and he just did what he had Darius to do. Bain. Yeah, I'll just say it simply. You go to Pittsburgh, you get to the airport, it's Franco Harris and George Washington. That's what they welcome you with. That's how important he was. An incredible player and everything you've heard about him as a person, just everybody says the nicest things. Still the career rushing leader in the Super Bowls. Uh, it's crazy. His origin story, like, that is the Pittsburgh Steelers origin story to me. It's, it's, it's crazy when you think about it. It's just pinpointed to that one play. Honoring that play, the immaculate reception, and honoring him with trophy and uh, the statue and losing him so suddenly this week is, is very sad to hear. Buy or sell on the other side. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. It's by Ocell. One of our last discussions was about how tight things are in the West. Check out how the Suns dropped this game to Washington last night. Specifically how Aiton and Bridges are barking each other when they're not on the same page. And then in the huddle, Monty Williams, head coach, and DeAndre Aiton, more heat in the exchange. Williams says it's a whole team frustration. Aiton explained that it was emotional, but that's how it is in families. That they know each other's personalities, and Coach clarified everything. L. Duncan, what do you buy, what do you sell? Yeah, I'm selling that this is another example of like DeAndre Aiton versus Monty Williams, because 
It was a frustrating moment for that team. I mean, they gave up 25 points in five minutes to a team that lost 10 straight games coming in. And in particular, Aiton was the source of all of that because he missed setting a screen for Mikael Bridges, which is why he was barking him to begin with. So I know the history sort of informs our opinion, but to me, this was just frustration for losing a game you shouldn't have. Well, I think it's frustration for the season. I mean, this was their sixth loss in their last nine games, and it was at home. Um, this is a team that's just fourth in the West. This team should be a lot better than that. I know they didn't have Booker last night, but teams miss good players all the time, and they overcome it. Washington even overcame not having Porzingis last night. So this is, is good frustration across the board. Yeah, and I think that's why the history matters, and I don't think it's really going to be going away with Aiton, or maybe like uh, things are a little bit more heightened when it comes with Aiton, because yesterday, as you mentioned, Booker wasn't there, so it was more focused on him. He had to be even better, and yet what they do, they melted down late in the game at home, and so those frustrations just sort of hit the peak there. And so if these things continue to happen, Aiton's going to be at the center of it because he feels the team didn't want him this offseason, so there's just not a great relationship. Okay, so you think this could be a macro thing. Sarah, is this a micro uh, frustration or a macro frustration? I get what everyone's saying, and I think we do tend to peer into huddles and expect cool heads even in moments like this where there's going to be some tempers. But I'm never going to forget that this coach and this player spent an entire offseason not speaking and that Aiton didn't seem like he wanted to be there despite signing this big deal. I'm always going to have that in the back of my mind. So even if this was a moment of, of, of warranted frustration, every time they have one of these, there's a trigger that potentially gets us back to that relationship they used to have that was really bad. You never hear somebody say after the match, it's a big deal, a lot. Of frustration, right. but it's a big deal. You, you always hear them say it's, it's okay, we're like a family. That's what we heard in Chicago this week. It's buy or sell, too. Bulls frustration boiling over reportedly at a halftime of Sunday, the heated exchange in the locker room, and then another report midweek of frustration. Zach Levine, some are saying DeMar DeRozan. Levine had a quote saying, That happens in locker rooms, it's supposed to happen, it's what basketball is. So, again, a team is telling us nothing to see here, Sarah Spain. What's going on? Well, I'm selling that the Bulls' future looks bright. This team and this particular roster just isn't clicking. Steph No of Sporting News, if you go to his Twitter, put together a little highlight reel of some of the defensive lapses from Zach Levine in that game, and that's why at halftime they were saying we can't trust each other on defense. And after the game, Dragic is saying we don't trust that guys are where they're supposed to be on the rotation. That is a problem that will linger. Whether or not this particular fight was anything serious, that issue is, and it's going to keep bothering this team and their chemistry if they don't it's fix Gutierrez. it. You know how they say sort of offensive success dictates how hard you play on defense? Well, if they're not vibing on offense, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, then they're not going to be, or at least Zach isn't, certainly on the defensive end. And when you look at their styles of play, they kind of don't, right? They're sort of a little bit ball dominant, certainly DeMar DeRozan is to get into his mid-range game. So, it, you know, there's not, nothing against them personally. It might just not be a fit in terms of personnel. They that was a concern a going into last year, but last year they okay. did work together. Started Kevin Blackstone. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the key right here. I mean, same you know, same problem, different team. They've lost seven of their last ten, and now all of a sudden some warts are starting to show. They need to get all on the same page again. Um, but the good thing about both of these teams' struggle, in talking about the Suns, it's December. You don't want these struggles in March and April. Get over them now. One of the things they were doing last year that they're not doing this year is winning close games. They were third in the NBA and winning close games last year, and this year they're three and eight in games that are sided within five points. So you, and then on top of that, they're not coming together as a team. There's a lot of adversity there. I just don't see it happening for a team that's in the bottom in almost every category. L. Duncan, 
Kevin Blackstone. They won you. Last show of the year for you, so happy holidays. Tune in tomorrow, though, Tournament of Champions. I know you didn't qualify for the Tournament of Champions. <laughs> what? But yet, right over here. you'll see some of your colleagues going for the National Championship. Ow. The International Championship. Spain and Gutierrez, that'll be our showdown in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Knicks 132, Warriors 94. Eight straight wins for the Knickerbockers in a row consecutively. Skyrocketing to the sixth seed in the East. Sarah, how real are these Knicks? Better offensive rebounding, better defense, but these are six seeds or worse. I want to see how they fare against the Bucks and Celtics coming up for right now. It's a wait and see on whether it's anything. It's real Gutierrez. They're about seven or eight seed good, which is way better than they showed earlier in the season. And with Tom Thibodeau, you know it's all about defense. He's made some lineup, lineup changes, uh, changed the defense, and it's been great since basically the start of December. It's been great since the start of December. I think Knicks fans mm -hmm. will take that. I think they'll probably make too much mm -hmm. of it. Just to tamp down expectation a little bit, they lost their second-round pick for 2025 because of tampering with, with Brunson this offseason. So you can't always have good things with it. Worth it. We'll move on. A celebration so wild, they needed to be airlifted out. Argentina's evacuation from their World Cup championship celebration. Is that a good thing or not so good thing? It makes you think what, Israel? I mean, it makes me think that maybe here in the States we don't really understand sports fandom to the certain level that some other countries do, but it makes me think something that Sarah has known for a long time. I hate parades. They seem useless to me. You're just standing around in the sun. <laughs> we did talk about this in the days of Izzy in Spain when I would often sing, I love a parade, and I do love a parade, and I love this one. I wouldn't want to have to pee because I don't know how you're getting anywhere, but it's almost uh, the first time in my life made me speechless to look at that, what it means to that country and to Messi and those people. I love a parade. I love it. Okay. <laughs> But what happens when you have to go to the bathroom, Sarah? That's just a normal question Adult you would ask diapers. while watching 5 million people Find cramped in like that. Israel Gutierrez, 30 seconds Ugh. of FaceTime, today's champion. Thank you, Tony. 
Wanted to give a quick shout out to Jerry Edmond, a Patriots fan who was caught in a viral video basically chilling out. Right? There was, I have no idea what led up to this point, but there was a Raiders fan who was very, very, very angry after her team won in a stunning fashion and was in, in Jerry's face when he stood there calmly. Now, again, I don't know what happened before this, but right then and there, he just lost the game in the most stunning fashion a fan could lose a game. And look, no reaction to crazy fan. Shout out to Jerry. Shout out to the Jerry Edmonds of the world. Keeping your cool in situations like that. And Raiders fan, why do we have to do that? Why? Why? <laughs> I think that's, you know, that happens. It happens. Being able to react is everything in life. That's going to do it, folks. Thanks for coming around. Tomorrow, our tournament of champions, our year-ending program. I qualify. Who will be Where's my invite? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.